You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Oh, good mix today. Good mix today. Feeling good. Feeling good. Welcome back to That Park Live Podcast. I'm your co-host. Beffrey Wan, for those of you Ooh. listening from the Patreons. Giving your street name today. I'm giving my street name today. It's Beffrey Wan. Um, and I'm hanging out here with Greg. What's up, Greg? I guess I need a better street name than Greg. Well, you know, we have our Discord going and people were oh. like, I even phonetically spelled it out, but everyone's like, I still can't figure it out. No. And I was like, I'll give you guys a sound clip. So <laughs> it's Beffrey Wan or for sure it's Beffrey. <laughs> um, so feel free to call me that now. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. and it, I remind, we're am reminded of that cause I'm going home in a couple weekends. Um, it's like father's day weekend. I'm going home to see, hang out with my brothers, but, um, I'm going to be seeing some of my, some of my girlfriends and they're all going to be calling me that. So, Ooh. you know, be every way in. Okay. So there you go. I've said it multiple times. You should there be able to get is. it now. Just replay this. Just replay Just this over and over again until you get it. That's right. Um, I'm here. Ooh, that sounded a little, ugh. Uh, I've had COVID, so um, we talked about that on the Pat Chat, but I am on the mend. It's okay. just been almost a week now, and I'm Oof. not super happy about that, but it really kicked my butt this time. So, you know, stay healthy, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just well, trying to kick all this sinus junk. <clears throat> we're all glad you're here, and we're mm-hmm. glad you're feeling better, right? Like mm-hmm. You're you're serviceable yeah. at this moment. What does uh, that, that mean? That sounded that weird. Means. Okay, <laughs> yes. uh, let's move on. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, excited to, about today's topic yeah. because, as you may know, for a while, the sales of annual passes were paused. They went back on, well, COVID happened. They went back on sale September 8th, 2021. Not that I remember, but your boy was right there buying one because I needed one. Um, after the park closing, I was like, I will go every day if I want to. Anyway. It's also um, weird to think, though, that some people like never not ha- like never didn't have them. Because if you just kept renewing, then you were fine. Like We ended up getting a refund for ours but if we would have just kept with it we could have kept having them so some people mm. never went out but anyways it is true yeah so those that uh, renewed the whole time they didn't experience the the lack of yeah annual yeah. passes available but they are back on sale recently mm-hmm. and they've remained on sale which is nice yeah so obviously, they haven't like the... sold out i think yeah. i i was a little worried that it was going to be insane and that it was going to be like oh they sold out in like two hours you know <laughs> But luckily, they haven't, and it's been weeks now. Yep. And they're still selling them. Um, yes. Yeah. And June's so been like an extra perk month, so. Yeah. So the the main goal of this topic here is to talk about the value of the annual pass. And just mm-hmm. like with anything else, the value is really going to be dependent on you, right? It depends on your actions, how you vacation, and what's important to you. And uh, also looking to examine the perks and discounts like the benefits of these annual passes because some of you listening right now already have one but the question is are you getting as much out of it as you should or as you Mm -hmm. can so that's that's the big topic today Mm -hmm. of course we have a little a little a little mini news nug coming your way and some other stuff oh and a fun quote i feel like i never tease the quote i never actually never and i haven't looked at the quote like this one time i haven't looked at it so i'm excited in the rest i'm not gonna look at it then i'm not gonna like spoil it so so let's just jump right into it It's 
since annual pass sales resumed recently and have not paused, we're here to talk about that. Um, maybe you have one, maybe you don't, maybe you're on the fence about it, maybe you're trying to convince your partner, someone in your house, a parent, a sibling to um, to buy you one. That's legitimately a question that we got because we posted to our Instagram, you know, what are some mm, thoughts mm-hmm. you have around annual passes? Do you have any questions? And we're going to be answering a lot of them. The common question was um, related to cost. So we have a big cost breakdown that I'm going to walk through with all Get of you. Get out your notebooks. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> Grab maybe. a pen. And, uh, and again, this is going to depend on how you vacation. So you have, have a few scenarios lined up that might help you decide whether an annual pass is right for you. And a lot of people were asking, is an annual pass worth it if you're out of state? And I don't know why mm. that question just kind of struck me as odd, but I guess it makes sense because even when I was out of state, I was still coming down here like three or four times a year. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that's abnormal. I don't, that's like not yeah. a common behavior. I was like, okay, back to reality, Greg. Not everyone spends their own, like their vacation money strictly on Disney. Some people do other things or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, yes, the answer to that is we'll talk about if it's worth it for you out of state and um, and a bunch of other things and some other kind of random questions yeah. throughout the way. But let's start with the number one thing, a cost breakdown, a cost analysis of the annual passes. So there are four annual pass options at this time, um, only one for non-Florida residents, which is the Incredit Pass. And then there is also uh, the next tier down is called the Sorcerer Pass, that's exclusive for Florida residents or Disney Vacation Club members. Mm -hmm. So those two are the ones we'll probably be talking about the most because those are the most universal, so to speak, not to be confused with Universal Studios. Those are the most accessible (laughs) annual I'm already confused. Yes. (laughs) So uh, the one in Credit Pass, that's for everyone that's not a Florida resident or not a DVC member. And then the other ones are either for Florida residents or just DVC members. Mm -hmm. So um, the other two are the Pirate Pass, which is Florida resident only, and the Pixie Dust Pass, which is Florida resident only. And weekdays only mm-hmm. with some blackout dates. And we'll talk about, too, like the general idea of blackout dates and all that. Don't worry. There's a whole bunch of information coming your way. <sighs> and uh, hopefully it's helpful. So um, what do all these passes cost? And at what point are you breaking even? If like That's something I would want to know if I was trying to figure out if an annual pass is worth it for me. So one way to look at that is how many days in one year's time, like in a 365-day period, would you need to visit the parks to break even with the cost of an annual pass. So how do I determine that? Like, what's my calculation here? So Mm -hmm. I thought, let's look at the cost of park hopper tickets at different times of the year. And I'm choosing park hopper tickets so that we're comparing apples and apples. An Mm -hmm. annual pass is a park hopper ticket. So if you're going to truly compare, you know, something um, that's similar, it would have to be a park hopper ticket, which is obviously a smidge more money than a regular base ticket, if you will, Mm -hmm. one park per day. And the tickets are variably priced. That's something that is relatively new over the last couple of years. In other words, the cost of those tickets, not annual passes, but the cost of the individual day tickets, multi-day tickets, depend on the time of year that you're going. They're a little less expensive in January and September, and they're souped up in uh, the spring break week and even more in in the week of Christmas and New Year, like that that two-week period. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at a couple of those scenarios. A lot of people travel during spring break and Christmas. That's why that's the busy season. So maybe you fall into those two weeks. By the way, if you do, just buy an annual pass. Spoiler, it's for you. (laughs) So anyway, um, so let's crunch. We're going to tell you why. Yes, let's crunch some numbers and um, we'll talk about something. So all the prices I'm going to give you are pre-tax adult prices, which is not to say that tax is not important, 
but it kind of just makes the numbers like uneven and difficult to understand, like difficult mm-hmm. to like digest. Probably you're driving right now, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll do my best to uh, to repeat some of these things as we go. Don't feel like you have to memorize anything here. But those are the these are the four annual passes available right now. This is the 2023 prices. The highest tier pass is the Increda Pass, again available to all, whether you're a Florida resident or not. This is all. It is one thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars for an annual pass. No blackout dates. The next tier down is the Sorcerer Pass, which is available for Florida residents and Disney Vacation Club members and members of their household for $969. The Pirate Pass for Florida residents only, with a little more blackout dates than the Sorcerer, is $749. And the Pixie Dust, the fourth one, is again Florida residents only, mostly weekdays. We'll talk more about blackout dates in a second. And that's $3.99. That's a bargain. If you're a local, it's nice because like, although if you are working like a nine to five Monday through Friday job, maybe it's not for you. But even if you just go after like after After work or something, it's just nice. Especially like I feel like Epcot after work is a great, great date night activity just in general. Mm -hmm. So to get one calculation going, I picked two five day periods in the year. Let's say that you're the type of family that likes to travel um, either twice in a calendar year, or you could do it twice within a 365-day period. Meaning, like, you go. I'm gonna make up a, a week. Well, you go a week in, you know, March, and then you just go one week earlier the next year in March, so that you technically are getting two visits mm-hmm. um, in 365 days time. That's really the key. Is how many days are you gonna get there in a 365-day period? Mm-hmm. So in this example, I picked two five-day periods in the year. One in. So I went with 2024 pricing because. We're like already halfway through yeah, yeah. 2023 and um, it's a little more expensive in 2024. So you want to like make sure when you're planning a trip, which is probably a few months from now, that it might actually be 2024. So I chose a week in March, a uh, starting on a Sunday, not spring break week, but still March is a popular time to travel. So a five-day period in uh, the spring and then a five-day period in the summer, which is no school. So I think mm-hmm. I picked somewhere in July. So for March, March of 2024, a five-day period with a park hopper ticket is $760. That's just per, one, per yeah, person. one person. Yes, okay. uh, plus per tax. Adult. So 760, 760. And if you were to go again in, let's say, August, it's a little cheaper because, believe it or not, the last half, the second half of August is is not the cheapest season, but it does like go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. At that point in this area of the country, school's back in session. Not all areas. I mean, I'm from the north, and we wouldn't go back to school until Labor Day. But anyway, um, that same five-day period in August is $630. Those two trips is $1,390, which is within $9 mm-hmm. of the annual pass. Yep. So let's call this breaking even. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. $9 is essentially the same thing um, as, as what you would be spending on an annual pass. And that's 10 park days so if let's just say you really wanted an additional park day or you don't want to have to like pay for a, a ticket for the day you're landing sometimes you know you travel in like, i just want to go yeah. for a couple hours but i don't want to pay the full price ticket that's what's nice about an annual pass you don't feel as like guilty for wanting to go to a park on a partial right. day well and also we're going to talk about this but in my mind i'm thinking okay even if i'm if i'm staying off site I'm going to be paying for parking every day. So already the annual pass is cheaper mm-hmm. because you get free parking with the annual pass. And if you're paying it, it's $20 a day. So that's, it's already saving you like at least a hundred dollars. Yes. 
And you, know? you might also not have a car with you, right? Because a lot of uh, some there's like groups of people who drive their car because they're dri- in a drivable distance, and some that fly, and some rent a car, and some don't. Mm-hmm. So if parking isn't your thing, don't worry. You're still breaking even, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, don't worry. Other perks of the uh, of the annual pass come in your way in our list of things you get, that's including right. uh, information on parking. So um, that's 10 days in a year's time going at two popular times of the year. If you need to go in April for a true spring break and or for Christmas break, those five-day tickets are even more expensive. In other words, if you do like to come down twice within a 365-day period, and you're looking at those two very popular times. Here's a cost breakdown for that. So a five-day ticket for spring break week is seven eighty. So you already have twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And for Christmas week, so like uh, the week uh, that includes, I think it was the like the Sunday after Christmas, uh, but a five-day period in that zone um, is eight hundred and ten dollars. So mm-hmm. those two five-day periods together is one thousand five hundred and ninety, which is more than the cost of an Incredit Pass. Yeah. And something to keep in mind is that that, that price, the $1,399 for an Incredit Pass, is a one-time price, meaning you, you pay that to get your pass. And then when you renew, you still have to pay, but it's usually at a 10 or a 15% discount. So it's not the full $1,399. It's like usually, so 10% would be $140 less. I think it's 10. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, you're even going with a lower number the following year. Although typically speaking, like everything else, the price will probably rise of the base ticket. So, you know, but any, what I'm getting at here is that's just one year. And if you renew, you're, you're getting even more, right? You're getting the same for usually less than what you paid this year. Yeah. So that's $1,590 compared to the $1,399 for the pass. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to tell you. And um, if you're wondering those two weeks of the year, that Incredit Pass has no blackout date. So you can go. Um, if you right. are a Florida resident, uh, the annual passes available to you are blocked for the week of after, you know, the week of and during Christmas up to New Year's, but not spring break. You can still go with the Sorcerer, but not with the other one. So check your blackout dates, but just know the Incredit Pass, the expensive one, no blackout dates, and it's cheaper to get that pass than to get two five-day tickets. Yeah. Let me toss another scenario your way. Scenario? Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it? Scenario. Okay. Another scenario your way. Scenario. Let's say you go just once a year. So like you don't, like in that example, I'd say you went in April and again in Christmas. And maybe mm-hmm. you don't do twice in a year. But you got to restructure how you think about a year. Don't think of it in terms of a calendar, right? Just think of it as twice in a 365-day period. But let's say you're the type of family that does the Saturday to Saturday trip, which is pretty popular. You check out on a Saturday and you check out on a Saturday, right? Because you mm-hmm. get the use of the weekends and the whatnot. So let's say you do a Saturday to Saturday, which includes six park days a six-day ticket in late July. So let's say you're a, a one-weeker. You go sometime in the summer because that's when the kids have off. So I picked a random week, not the week that includes 4th of July. Um, any other week is okay. Mm-hmm. I picked a, a random week in July, and a Saturday to Saturday park hopper ticket is $650 for not park hopping and then uh, $740 with it. So let's go with the $740 one. So, okay, that's about average. at $740 per person. It's a little less than if you go in March. Um, if you go that week, just book a trip the following year for a week earlier, and then you would be getting, so if it was 740 that week, it would be 740 the week before. You can do the math there. That's more than $1,400, mm-hmm. $1,480, and that doesn't include all the perks and benefits you'd get from an annual pass. So if you can do that, that's something we did all the time as kids. We would go in, we had to go in July and August or whatever, mm-hmm. right, because we were you know, of school age. 
So we would go, I'm going to make up a date here, the last week of July, and then the following year, we would go back the week prior to that. So we'd get two trips out of that one annual pass. Mm-hmm. And we would go for like a week, sometimes a little longer, but um, with a week. So with those tickets I was talking about, those are six park days. But if you wanted to go to the park on the seventh day, either the day you land or the day you leave, you can sneak in a little extra day and it's already included mm-hmm. for a price that is cheaper to get the annual pass. And again, we're comparing those day tickets, the 746 day tickets, two of them, two sets of them, to the mo- most expensive annual pass, which is thirteen ninety nine. So if you are a Disney Vacation Club member, your pass is nine sixty nine. I mean, the numbers are right there. It's probably so. Those, ha- so the, um, those have blackout dates, though, right? The Sorcerer Pass for Sorcerer. the Disney Vacation Club members and Florida residents does have annual have annual does have blackout dates, but it's really minimal. Okay. It's the okay. uh, day after it's Thanksgiving Day, the day after, and the day after that. So like Thursday to Saturday of Thanksgiving week, right around okay. that. And then the last two weeks of December, which is a very busy time of year. Yeah. So like, like, I mean, I know it's also a popular time to, to go down there. But if you can live with those and you are fit into one of those categories, either Disney Vacation Club member or a uh, Florida resident. And I feel like I do have to put the asterisk with Disney Vacation Club member. That is with direct purchase benefits. Right. So right. Um, anyone that purchased resale before that date in twenty. 20- Four to sixteen, whatever date, whatever year that was. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if it's after, then you know this already. It's not new to you if you're not a direct purchase benefit. You, you are probably well aware of that. But anyway, so DVC member or Florida resident, the Sorcerer Pass nine sixty nine. Mm-hmm. That's like that's not bad. You get your two you get your two trips in there. You're you're really ahead of the game. So um, with the uh, with this the that one week a year business where you go a week earlier, maybe the next year. Think something else to keep in mind when you renew that renewal is always from your original first use date so your annual pass expiration date is set by its first use so if you let's say visit the park on july 27th of 2023 your park pass your annual pass will expire on the 23rd of to the of 2024 so when you renew it, it just keeps that same expiration date. So then the next year, you book a trip for the week of the 20, what did I say, 27th or I already forgot what I said, whatever day that is, and then you just keep repeating. So every every year you go on that, and the next year you do the, the week before, and then you keep you know alternating mm-hmm. if you want to you know do it that. And then what's nice is this is what's going to happen to you. And if you do have an annual pass, tell me if this happens to you. You plan your trip for that week in July or week over the summer, and then you plan your next trip for a week earlier. And then it's like, I don't know, January. And you're like, I have an annual pass and I mm-hmm. have President's Day off. What if we just did a quick little three, four day long weekend? We already have we already have admission. Um, maybe we'll stay at a value resort or somewhere off property just to like just to get there, just to be there. We'll do a little festival of the arts depending on on the season um, or some flower garden before we get there in July. And before you know it, you're going down like three times a year and mm-hmm. you have a sickness and you need, you need help. But that's me, right? <laughs> that's, I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, that's, that's the thing. Like there were times when I got uh, asked to travel to Orlando for work. This was before I lived here. And um, I was the only one with park admission. And I was like, bye everybody. <laughs> I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. So uh, you just, you just got to do it sometimes. All right. Um, a couple more thoughts on this cost breakdown thing. And again, the, the overarching theory is here, or theme here is it just really depends on how often you go. If yeah. you're an every other year type, 
you know, family, then an annual pass wouldn't make sense for you. If you can't squeeze in two trips over the course of a 365-day period, maybe, then it's not for you, and that's okay. If you're the type of family that travels, and when you go, you go hard, and you're here for like 10 days, then maybe, right? Like at that point, it's going to be close depending on the time of year that you go because now you're talking like eight or nine or, or maybe like eight or nine hundred dollars for a ticket. That might be quite a jump for you to go up to thirteen hundred dollars per ticket. Right. That's like three or four hundred dollars a ticket there or actually four hundred plus. Maybe but it's not for you. There's other things like the discounts that you have to factor in. Yes. In order to figure all that out. So, yes, the rule like the key thing here is. Sit down and think about how many days you can go in a year. If you're only going to do one trip, then it's like, okay, like price out the tickets and then do your comparisons as far as like discounts, mm-hmm. um, parking, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. So. We'll talk about discounts in a minute because I want to yeah. throw some like real scenarios at you all too. Yeah. Um, if park hopping is not something you care about, first of all, how dare you? It is great to, st- you can do the Beth way, which is go anywhere and end up at Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. at night, which is, you. that's how we were when we vacationed too. We always said like, you know, let's just spend the day at Epcot. Yeah. We'd go for open. We'd go take a break. And then like, you know, we're just going to Magic Kingdom tonight. Like that's, yeah, pretty that's much. how we like to end our night. Yeah. Um, it like stresses fine. me out when people are like, well, we're not doing park hoppers. I'm like, oh, then you're stuck somewhere. Like, I hate that. I like to be able to go where I want. I'm with you. But you know. Sometimes in order for a family to get here, they got to they gotta put it on a budget, right? And yeah. it just doesn't fit into the budget. Yeah. So I will say, if you are not a park hopping family, that's okay. Do your thing. Disney is here for you to enjoy the way you want to enjoy it, which does not include putting kids on your shoulders. That's not how you enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, during fireworks. But anyway, um, you're looking around 14 days of uh, park visits a year to offset a full and credit pass. So if you're with the park hopping, you're, again, depending on time of year, we're talking like averages here. It's about 10 days of park visits per year with park hopping to offset the full and credit pass, the $13.99. Or if you're not park hopping, um, you're just buying regular tickets. Um, you'd be at about 14 days of visits to offset the price or to break even, if you will, at the Incredit pass. Okay. So th- that's that's the thing. How often are you traveling? Is it about 10 days a year, 10 park days a year? You might want to like really sit down and crunch those numbers. Before you even factor in what you may or may not be saving with discounts, because you also have to spend money to save money with that, mm-hmm. um, just go full, just fully on the, the price of the ticket. So you might be thinking, well, okay, I have some options because maybe I'm a Florida resident or a Disney Vacation Club member. So which pass is right for me? Well, listen, thank you for asking. Allow me to give you some information. Uh, let's take a look at some typical blockout dates. And again, go check the chart, right? If you Google mm-hmm. uh, Walt Disney World Annual Pass Holder, our pass holder, um, disc, um, oh my gosh, if you Google Walt Disney World annual pass holder blackout dates, it'll take it right to the Disney website that does it. But the important thing here is that the Incredit Pass has no blackout dates. And like I mentioned, the Sorcerer Pass available to Florida residents and direct purchase benefit Disney Vacation Club members has just that small set around Thanksgiving in the last two weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. The Pirate Pass has more. It's like every holiday weekend. So Memorial Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, Columbus Day, all those days that you may or may not have work or may or may not have school Presence or the post Day, office might be closed. MLK, yeah. Anytime yeah, like the, the banking banks holidays. are closed. <laughs> yep. Those are the weekends where you're going to be blocked out because they're, and, and because there are blackout dates, the cost of the ticket is less, right? The Pirate mm-hmm. Pass is $749. Uh, and then the, the lowest tier is the Florida Resident Pixie Dust Pass, which is weekdays only, but... Anytime there's a uh, holiday Monday, same thing. You can't go in on that Monday either. Mm. And there's a lot of um, blackout dates around like Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's like the whole week of Thanksgiving instead of just a little bit of it. 
So yeah. there's that. Also, the IncrediPass, you can have up to five uh, Park Pass reservations at any time. Don't forget, with any annual pass, you can always have the full number of reservations for the days of your trip. So if you have a 10-day resort reservation at a Disney resort, you're able to book park passes for all 10 days, right? That mm. doesn't count towards your maximum because right. you're there on a reservation. You have, have a confirmed resort reservation. So anyway, uh, pass is five. Five days you're allowed to have at a maximum that are not part of resort reservations. The Sorcerer Pass is also five. And then it goes down from there. The Pirate, you can have four. And the Pixie Dust, you can have three days at any given time. So as soon as you use one, you can then book you know, another if you need yeah. to. And uh, that brings us to the important topic of discounts. We all love a good discount, don't yeah. we? Let's talk about some discounts. All right. First of all, 20% off of merchandise is standard. It's Disney merchandise. Occasional, it will increase. For example, right now in the month of June of 2023, it's 30% off. So sometimes they will give you a little boost. Okay. And keep in mind that those are Disney owned and operated retail locations. So it's not everywhere. Um, but it's typically for the Disney owned and operated. Now there are some examples where you can go to other stores. Like, um, I know that like Corksicle opened up like their store in Disney Springs and they were offering annual pass holder discount. So you just kind of have to check with a lot of those places, but anything that's Disney owned and operated, you get that like 20% or like right now it's 30%. Um, and it's kind of the same with dining. So dining at Disney owned and operated table service restaurants, you get 10%. However, there again have been occasional increases. For example, right now in June of 2023, they're doing 20%. Um, yeah. And so you, I mean, you kind of just have to look up the places that you like to go and see if they're actually Disney owned and operated or not. Some are, some aren't. Just because they're on Disney property does not mean that they're Disney owned and operated. But still ask. Because the worst they can say is no. Is no, but always ask. Um, Usually you get a small discount for Mickey, uh, for many, many, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and Mickey's very merry Christmas party. um, And that's usually like a $10 discount. So not much there, but every, you know, every little bit counts when it comes to that. I really do wish that they would give a bigger discount on that. But Mm -hmm. um, after hours events, so specially priced tickets for the after after hours events at the parks or Typhoon Lagoon, you get a discount there. All categories of passes are good for these tickets. So the price for the annual pla- uh, pass holder plus three guests. The average savings there is going to be twenty to thirty dollars uh, for those after hours events. So keep that yeah, in mind. Yeah, depending on time of year, you can get the after hours tickets for under a hundred dollars per person if that's yeah, your thing. Which is nice. Um, it's in January, by the way. Right. So you got to be quick to purchase those when they go on sale. But it's ninety nine dollars per adult for the annual mm-hmm. pass holder price. Um, you can get water park admission. So tickets to Typhoon Lagoon are currently available for annual pass holders for only $49. So it's about a $20 savings there. So that's pretty good, especially if you're just like going for the day. That's a pretty good savings. Um, pretty good savings for that. Can we talk about water parks for a second? You know, yeah. I didn't mention um, in the different passes, all of them have two add-ons for the annual passes. So all four categories, one of which is the water parks. Yeah. And it's $100 a year to include unlimited visits to the water water parks. parks. So if you go to a water park, let's just say at least one day on on your trips, if you do wind up doing trips, you're really only breaking even. Right. As long as this discount is still available for $49 tickets, which is not an all year round thing. So if you love the water parks, um, you might want to consider that. And then the other add on is to include uh, photo pass downloads and whatnot. Um, But that's not as, as big a deal as the, uh, as the water parks. 
um, seasonal resort room offers. So typically that's going to be anywhere from 20 to 35% off. So depending on the category of resort, they do offer those discounts. So if you like to stay on resort, then that's another thing to think about with the annual pass. Um, cause I mean, 20 to 35% off consider like, depending on how many days you're staying, that can add up to be a lot of savings. So keep if that you're wondering how you get that discount, you don't have to call. It's not one of those things where you have to call and be like, I'm an annual pass holder. What is my rate? Yeah. When you go in, and you're in your logged account. in as you for that account where you've linked to your annual pass, the same my Disney Experience account that you would use on your on your app, on your phone, or on the website or whatever. Um, it knows. And then at the top, it'll show you discounts for whatever, one of which, if it is available, you'll click the little thing that says for annual pass holders, and it should change the rate again if the nights are available for you. Yeah. Uh, the golf. So Walt Disney World golf is 15% off for annual pass holders. So if golf is your thing. Get your golf on, 15% off there. Um, behind the Seeds at the Land Pavilion, you get 15% off there. Have you done There's the Behind dive. the Seeds tour? No. I've. Um, that's one that I thought would be cool, but I haven't done that one yet. No. I know we talked about it with Caleb, but I couldn't. Caleb, uh, with our uh, you know, uh, busy Disneyland local visits Disney World, mm -hmm. but still not one that I've done. I know. Got to do um, it. There's Dive Quest in, the, in Seas and then Dolphins in Depth. Those are both 15% off, so those are like extras that you can get a discount on. Uh, you can go bowling at Splitsville, and that's 20% off. That's at Springs, mm. Disney Springs. Um, you can do the Keys to the Kingdom tour in Magic Kingdom, and that's 15% off. Uh, I've done that tour. It's great. Highly recommend doing that at least once. You can go to the movie theater in Disney Springs, the AMC movie theater, and get $2 off a ticket for that if you're an annual pass. Um, you can do, uh, regular bikes or Sur Surrey, isn't that what they're called? Surrey bikes, regular bikes or Surrey bike rentals at any of the resorts that have them. And those are 15% off for annual pass holders. And then you can also get Fantasia mini golf and winter Summerland mini golf. And those are also 15% off. So just things to think about, um, with discounts, if that's what you're wanting to do, especially if you have like a family and you're bringing kids and all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. And that was something else I was going to bring up too. Um, something else to think about when you're trying to decide if it's for you or not, or for your trip, sometimes it's worth it for even just one person to have an annual pass. Um, because you can still get all of those discounts for everybody in your party. If that makes sense. Like you only need one annual pass per car that's parking. You only need mm -hmm. one annual pass for the ticket. If you're paying for the food, like that's, um, that's a discount that you would get no matter what merchandise. You can just be the person that's paying for the merchandise and you get your discount. So mm -hmm. sometimes it is worth it for one person in your party to have it. Maybe not everybody, but that's something else to factor in when you're thinking about it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, other benefits as we already talked about free parking. So standard parking is complimentary at all the parks with any annual pass. Like obviously you can't get the, um, preferred parking or whatever, but Standard parking is free, so that's going to save you at least $20 a day if you are driving, you have your own car. Um, and then they also have just like the other free things, right? So like this month, they've um, started doing the magnets again, so pass holder magnets. They've opened up those lounges, um, like lounge areas for pass holders. They just have a lot of, um, or some other exclusive freebies that you get throughout the year. But those are just some other benefits to think about. And with the with the discounts and benefits, it's always like the, you know subject to change, right? So things change, and this yeah. this month of June, this like additional June offerings for pass holders is definitely something that's unique. It hasn't really happened quite like this. Mm -mm. There was a time um, for the forty fifth anniversary of Walt Disney World where they actually gave quick service dining location discounts. It's like twenty yeah. percent off. Yeah, I Merchandise remember that. Merchandise was I think thirty percent at the time, which was a big deal. So. Mm -hmm. 
you never know, I guess, you know, what's going to happen. I wouldn't buy an annual pass expecting for there to be a month of, yeah. you know, like a bonanza month. Don't, you know, don't try to, you know, kind of go crazy over trying to figure out what month that might be next year. Maybe it'll be yeah. June every year. We don't know. But to go in, um, not necessarily expecting it because you don't want that to be a part of your equation because if it doesn't happen, you're going to be mad. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just know that it's like a special thing. There's additional 30% off at, for merchandise and the extra 10% up to 20 for dining and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the, the merchandise discount is an interesting thing. So the 20% and now 30% for the month of June, but let's just say 20% for the sake of what's probably going to be the discount when you're here is the merchandise locations uh, might surprise you. As an example, the Main Street Confectionery is considered a merchandise location. Mm-hmm. So when you buy your candy apple, you can actually still use your annual pass holder merchandise discount. However, if you were to go up to, let's say, the counter in your resort and like the, you know, the, the, the food court, if you will, at All-Star Sports, whatever, and you get a cupcake, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's just a food and beverage location. Yeah. It's kind of strange because the confectionery doesn't sell any merchandise, right? All of their right. stuff is edible. I don't think they sell anything that's not edible. Well, it's like um, I can think of. the Round Top. Is it Round Top? No. The Big Top Souvenir big top, big in the top back souvenir. of the park. Now, that's that's both, right? They that's, have like a whole bakery actual... in the middle and you actually yes. get that discount on any of that stuff. Exactly. So, so make wise choices is what I'm getting at here. But just know which locations are considered merchandise and which mm-hmm. are not. So if you do have members of your family that really love cupcakes or whatever, um, see if you can get them at a confectionery, a big top souvenir, yeah. and, um, and places like that. I can't think of the name of it, but the, the one in Animal Kingdom that also has the the display case of some baked goods. Like mm. that's an example of where yeah. you can get that. Um, just just keep that in mind. And usually works for like beverages and stuff too, like, yeah. you know, uh, fountains and fountain drinks. Pro tip, pro tip. And then with other stuff, you know, do you really need to buy all those things? It's tough because it's like when you, I don't know, you know, you get your right right now is 30%, but otherwise it's 20. And sometimes you're sitting there looking at the price tag. Okay. It's $50, 20% off. It's $10 off. So it'll be $40. You're sitting there thinking mm-hmm. like you can save $40 if you just don't buy it. <laughs> so it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game yeah. when you're in the park and trying to figure out what the price would you're be. Like, but I have my discount. So you have your discount which is very helpful um, if you're trying to do it. So for me personally, if you have an annual pass and you want to like, if you're looking at your credit card statements, you're like, oof, hmm. that was a rough trip to Disney. I try to do the, that I do I actually want it or am I buying it because I have a discount? And that's a difficult mm-hmm. conversation to have with yourself sometimes, but it's necessary. You know what I say to that? Treat yourself 2023. <laughs> that's what I say. Treat yourself. You do you. So um, some questions came in. And um, and some some like some notes about how people feel about the annual passes. Yeah. A lot of the questions we wound up answering already. So thank you for submitting. Again, a lot of the questions were about mm-hmm. about how many days do I need to visit in a year's time to, for it to break even. A lot of cost related things. But we have a few more questions. Sure. All right. So Brandy asked, "I am not activating until I arrive for my trip. Can I make park reservations before I activate?" That's a good question. Yes. By the way, shout out Brandy. How you doing? Shout out. Brandy. How you doing? How you doing? So yes, you can make Park Pass reservations before you activate. Once you purchase that annual pass and you link it to your account on My Disney Experience, which usually happens at the same time when you add it to your cart and purchase it, it pops up with the who you were signing this to and you mm-hmm. would choose, let's say you. Um, once it's assigned to you, 
you are able to reserve Park Pass reservations up to the maximum number for your pass. So with the Incredit Pass, you'd be able to reserve up to five. five. If you already have a hotel reservation, you'd be able to do it for the whole time of your reservation, including check-in and check-out day. Because like with the dining plan, as an example, if you have a five-night reservation, they're giving you five nights worth of dining credits, but you're there for six days, right? However, with park passes, it counts for the number of days, not nights. So a five-night stay would be six days. This is also confusing sometimes. I know it probably sounds confusing to you guys. You're like, what? <laughs> this is why you kind of have to like sit and like, yes. like think so, it up, think it out, plan it out kind of thing. Yep. Um, so every day of your trip, even though you haven't activated yet, and activating passes is kind of different than it used to be, meaning you had to, like they required that you would go to a guest service booth mm-hmm to access your pass but i haven't had to do that and yeah. um so just know that you don't always have to do it hmm. but anyway um so that's that so yes you can make park pass reservations even if you haven't activated it. and again when you quote activate it that just means you've actually checked into a park for the first time so even if you make a park pass reservation and for some reason don't go that day your pass You're is not fine. active yeah because you did not enter a park yeah. it becomes active the day you enter the park and that day is your, is your new you expiration date for the following band. year Yep. Scan that band. band. Not until you scan that band. Um, All right. Max wants to know any non-Disney park perks. Yeah. We talked about some of them, but yeah. Yeah, we talked about them. So that's mini golf, regular golf, bike rentals, movies, resort discounts. See, there's a couple things you can do on a non-park day. You get to wield around your... Actually, you don't even really get a plastic annual pass holder card anymore, but you just get to shout it out. Maybe get a shirt. That says, I hold passes. (laughs) What would would an annual pass holder shirt say? And if if you're not sure, just ask. Just Um, ask. If you're not sure about a discount somewhere, always ask. Um, Christy then asks, why can we get discounts on items in the park, but not the same items online at Shop Disney? Ooh, good question. That's also a good question. Christy. Well, incidentally, right now for this bonanza that they're going on, I'm calling it a bonanza. That's not what Disney's calling it. No. But for the annual passholder bonanza, you actually can get the discount on Shop Disney, but it is not typical. The 20% that you're normally entitled to at Disney-owned and operated retail locations is not available on Shop Disney, and I truly have no idea why you cannot. Um, I assume that they are moving certain product differently in the parks versus coming out of a warehouse, and mm. I'm sure there are different... I don't know, not to get businessy here, but there's probably different profit margins and things and stuff that I'll never fully understand that they can do, they can get away with it or they could do it. They can offer it in a park, but not on the, uh, on the website. I really, I actually don't know the answer to that question. So I'm sorry. Good question though. Uh, Karina asks, are there discounts on quick service dining? For the most part, I don't, I don't think so. I have not found a Disney owned and operated or I don't, I can't think of a Disney owned and operated quick service location that do, that offers an annual pass discount. Other than again, like I mentioned, for the 45th anniversary, they did it, but like normally on an ongoing basis. However, there are some places in Disney Springs that are not Disney owned and operated right. that are not considered table service that offer discounts. So just just ask, right? Yep. If like that's the key to the discount is are there any? And sometimes the cashiers will ask you. Mm-hmm. But if not, is there an annual pass holder discount here? If you're a Disney vacation member, same thing. Is there a DVC discount here? Yeah. Just ask. The worst they can say is sorry, there is not. Yep. Uh, Courtney then says, "How can I talk my husband into buying one for me?" <laughs> oh, Courtney. Um, I think everything that we just talked about too is like running through yeah. all the benefits and perks. 
um, you know, it might, like I said, it might be worth just one of you getting it, mm-hmm. but, um, and hopefully that's you, you know, so you can like get away and go do some other trips. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's kind of just sitting down and I don't know about you, but my husband's a numbers guy. Like he wants to know, you know, what's the benefit of all the things like show me the numbers. So that might be the quickest and easiest way to get your husband to buy one for you. <laughs> yep. You're like, and if I buy two spirit jerseys and, you know, popcorn and blah, blah, blah. It's like, look at the discounts we're getting. Because you know he's not going to say no to you when you're in the park and you want these things. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. Map it out. Map it out. That's going to be our, how do you talk someone into it? Map it out. There you go. Um, This is a different Christy. Christy with an I. Christy says, uh, about the past, best decision I ever made. So oh. take that with what you will. Alyssa says, I just got one for the first time, and it's the best decision. And she's a non-local. So there you go. There you have it. I'm a non-local. Local. Yep. And then um, my buddy Rick. Rick, 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 Rick. Rick says the savings on things like parking and merchandise and dining are really nice. So yeah. Okay. Something that's worth it from, you know, you heard it here first. So to summarize. To summarize, it's worth about it. About 10, <laughs> 10 park days a year. Yeah. You might break even with the pass. Lots of uh, dining and merchandise discounts, mm-hmm. possible resort discounts. All of that together might mean you need an annual pass. pass. And if you already have one, just make sure you're getting uh, everything you possibly can get with it. Or if you're if you're still on the fence about it and you're trying to convince someone in your family, it's hashtag map it out. Map it out. Hashtag map, map it out. Map it out. <laughs> I got one little old nug today. I do have to throw this out there, though. I saw um, one of the best shirts that I've seen in a long time, and it was um, a dad wearing a shirt that said, I don't give a (laughs) hyuk. Like the... (laughs) The goofy sound. how goofy goes (laughs) hyuk. So I thought that was hilarious. I was like, that is a great shirt. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, hearing him Uh, just My little news nug Mm -hmm. is about Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Of course, coming to Magic Kingdom. Mm Mm-hmm taking over the space formerly occupied by Splash Mountain. Disney offered some information about the upcoming attraction, reimagining, letting us know that will it will contain 17, one seven, 17 original audio animatronic characters, in addition to some of the people we know, like, I don't know, Tiana mm-hmm. and Naveen. Um, a lot of them will be animals who will be a part of a musical ensemble which is, I mean, pretty similar to like that right. one end scene the there end. on the on the thing. But are still, they still going to have the chickens of... that are like? <laughs> That's what well, I'm really hoping well, for. Unfortunately, the chickens will be in the uh, in the food they're cooking. <laughs> uh, so no. Uh, but anyway, be a bunch in the gumbo of gumbo pot. <laughs> a bunch of uh, uh, animals there, and the ride will also feature Naveen's younger brother Ralphie. Okay. Okay. Which is interesting. Now, is Ralphie the one that got his tongue stuck to the pole? Yes. No, okay. it was. Um... I think that was, was it Ralphie or another kid that it happened to? I don't remember. I feel like it was anyway, a different kid, but anyway. Yes. Moving on. Ralphie We're getting sidetracked. Well, not shoot as I am. Okay. And uh, the team that's handling the music for this attraction are New Orleans or Nolans. Nolans. N- Nolans natives. And they are working on original music as well as new arrangements of songs 
from the movie to be included in the attraction. So we're getting like little bits and pieces of some yeah. stuff as they continue I'm to reimagine it. I'm excited for the music. Yeah. You gotta dig I'm, a little deeper. I really like the music from Princess and the Frog. It's a good soundtrack. It is a good and soundtrack. And the, the memories I have of Splash Mountain, in addition to the, just the ride being fun, right? Even if you removed all the characters yeah. and stuff, like the ride itself, like the jobs and stuff is fun. But there's a lot of like singing and stuff in mm-hmm. there, right? So I like that it sounds like the, the vibe is going to be similar with a bunch of like fun music yeah. in the attraction. I want to see some lightning bugs. That's what I want to see. All right. Let's go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with The Mouselets on TikTok, Instagram, their website, The Mouselets. Find them everywhere because they're always doing something fun. Mm-hmm. All right. What you got? All right. I'm going back to 1991. Circa 1991. Um, this is when the Walt Disney World Company, the Company D cast member store opened oh. in the Team Disney building. So if you don't know what this is, this is the cast member store that oh. you probably don't have access to unless you know R. a cast I. member. <laughs> have I been there? Yes, I have. Is it? It's not open anymore? That's not what you're thinking of. Company D is oh. exclusive uh, cast merchandise, whereas Cast Connection oh. is regular merchandise that just didn't sell. But it's okay. Yeah. So Company D cast member store is... Yeah. That was when it opened. It was at 1375 Univista Drive. And it was designed oh. by architect Arata Isozaki. Oh, well said. So you're welcome. This is not the store that I thought it was, but <laughs> it was 1991. Wait, so what yeah. did they sell in there? Well, uh, the Company D did move from the Team Disney building, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is a fascinating building. And it did move to the uh, Disney University building, but it closed for covid and now the room in the Disney University building that was formerly Company D is now another just room, another instruction room. Interesting. Um, but in that, they sold cast member exclusive stuff. So like gotcha. merch that said okay. cast member on it yeah. or like notebooks and things and the lanyards you see some cast members wear. That's also where you had to go to buy cast member um, discounted tickets for certain things um, other than just buying them at a, at a guest relations booth. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Now it's closed. Samsonite, I was way off. All right, what do you got? <laughs> I'm going to take us back to something like kind of a bummer, everybody. But um, I bring it up anyway because of what's about to happen. So in 2010, tw- well, what is that? 13 years. By the way, shout out to um, uh, a couple episodes ago when someone corrected my math because I said it was 1990 something was 20 years ago. No. It was 30. Listen, math yeah. is hard, okay? When you're talking quick on this thing. And we're always playing it fast. We're getting and old. We're getting old. Anyway, 13 years ago in 2010, I have probably used this uh, history item this year, last year, this week, last year, and then maybe the year before that, and maybe the year before that. But I will keep doing it because it's a great excuse to play the music. This week in 2010, the Spectro Magic Parade ended its run forever at Walt Disney World. And if you don't know how the Spectro Magic Parade went, well, it went a little like this. On this magic night, a million stars will play beside us, cast a spell of light. Glimmering, shimmering, carouseling round the world tonight. A symphony in Spectro Magic, pure enchantment. And I love it. That's great. Uh, do you know what that <laughs> yeah, reminded me of? Um, something that we didn't talk about today, but 
Um, did you see the launch today of Apple's like Apple Vision? Apple Vision Pro, the yeah. uh, virtual reality, augmented um, reality goggles. Well, you know, um, Mr. Bob Iger yeah, was Bob present. Iger Daddy came. Iger was there. Did you watch it? Yeah. I just saw a headline about okay. it that they um, said they would be creating content for it. Yeah, I did watch it. If you haven't seen it, it's in, it's insane. Like Doug and I were like, this is like Iron Man stuff, but like in real life. Like I'm not even kidding. The technology that they have, and don't worry, it's only going to be four thousand dollars. It's three yeah. three thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars, but um, it's incredible the technology that they're like launching with this. And then Disney was just like a huge part of that. But the idea was like you can. Wa- I don't know how they're going to do this. But I'm thinking that sometime in the future, it's going to be where you can basically be in the park, but not in the park. And you can basically like watch parades and things and fireworks shows like you're there, but you're not there because they're doing it um, for like sporting events. Like the future is that they're going to have sporting event um, things like that, where you basically put these goggles on and it's like you're there, but you're not. Um, So I can only imagine with like Disney integrated and stuff that it's, I don't know. It's just incredible. I was watching it and like, I just can't believe that this is like a reality, um, a virtual reality, if you will. But anyways, all right, Greg, wrap us up. I do have a quote coming your way. And as always, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Shout out to Micah for the nice review. Thank you so much. Um, Reviews like that just help us become more visible in the uh, Disney podcast community. You can follow along our account on Instagram. It is at That Park Life Podcast. All kinds of things going on there. Usually posting our Where in Walt Disney World mm-hmm. um, guessing game at least once a week, usually. My personal account is at The Disney Greg. I am at The Real Beth McDonald. If you'd like a little more us, if, if our basically an hour a week together is not enough time, Uh, Beth and I also do a bonus episode on our Patreon channel, which we lovingly call our Pat Chat, Mm -hmm. Pat being short for Patreon. And it's about 20 minutes or so of us just chatting about other stuff going on in our lives. You can access that on our Patreon channel. You'll find a link to that in this episode's description. And then we also post some additional content on Instagram, our close friends feature there. Now we have our Discord. Oh, yes. And then new, new for 2023, we opened a a Discord channel for our Patreons as well. A nice big talking community, Mm -hmm. trip planning and questions and stuff. And a lot of memes. A lot of memes are flying by. Thanks, Rick. Uh, A lot of memes. You can head over to our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. You can submit a request for a magic gram. You can submit a magical cast member moment. You can make requests for episodes. If you know someone that you would like to hear as a guest on our show, you can do that there. And again, that's thatparklifepodcast.com. We also have our Amazon shopping list. Mm -hmm. So it is a way for you to access your normal Amazon account. But we put together some list of things that we bring in the parks. And for me, a list of things that I need while I'm running around town. Um, I do mean literally running. I like to run, right? So, So what do I use when I'm running? You can find all of our things there. And then we do get a little something. It is technically an affiliate link. We are legally obligated to say that. and uh, But it just uses your normal Amazon account. Nothing additional mm-hmm. for you. Okay. I have to come clean. I have to admit something to you. Uh-oh. I lied. I don't have a quote today. <gasps> um, instead, I just want to play a little more music. So we'll see you all next week, everybody. Bye, Until everyone. then, here's just a little more. Spectral magic, magic for you. Bye, everyone. And now. 
the Magic Kingdom proudly presents, in a million points of musical light, the magical worlds of Disney. Inspectral Magic. <laughs> 